Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The street's next Monday, Duff. Um, I've sat on the fence nicely there for you. By, by next Monday, I should have a, have a more definitive answer for you. And where we'll try and take out the Casey Demons on Saturday afternoon before the um, Dockers can take down the Melbourne Demons, make it a miserable, miserable weekend for Demons fans. And the Dockers are going to conquer Melbourne at the MCG for the second year in a row. Seven points, four consecutive wins for the Dockers, and they are right back in this season. Yes, welcome back to the show. Splinters Barlow is over there somewhere on the East Coast. Splinters, are you there? Duff, you got me? Yeah, I've got you. I've got you. You didn't it didn't like being didn't like being called Splinters. <laughs> Well, you'll have to run past what you actually said to me because I was talking to the producer just um, organising some other things to to appease your program. So, um, Splinters Barlow, why would that be? I'm not sure. Well, you were were sitting on the fence on Fremantle (laughs) last week and uh, you said you had some splinters and you were going to watch what they did against Melbourne and decide whether they were back Mm -hmm. in town or not. You also said... No, they're back in town. They're back in town. There you go. I'm I'm right on. I'm right in and right on. And you also said that Werribee would fix up Casey and Melbourne, uh, and if Fremantle could fix up Melbourne, that would be great. And you got both your wishes, mate. So, uh, so there you go. Was it a good win? It was. A, it was a good Saturday. No, it was a, it was a good Saturday um, for for me and my profession as a, as a coach uh, of Werribee and getting that result. But um, yeah, as a follower of Fremantle, um, I, I felt yeah pretty confident going into the game for Freo to to get that result. Um, a because of the trend that they're showing in their own play, um, and B I think uh, yeah Melbourne and some of those sides Geelong or another side that are just showing some vulnerability, aren't they? From from what they have been the last couple of years. So now a good a good Saturday, um, and yeah, keen to kind of go in, into deeper detail about what the Dockers are doing heading into their bye. So Luke Jackson's game after Sean Darcy went down with the hamstring that would have to have been his best game for Fremantle, or possibly his best game in the AFL. He's been good, hasn't he? I think since the first month of the season, um, Luke Jackson would, would probably be in the top you know, four to six performers for the Dockers since then. Um, yeah, he's, he's providing a lot of variety, versatility. Like the, the week's gone by, he's played those different roles, hasn't he? Mid, ruck and forward. And out of necessity when... Sean went down the weekend. It had to be the ruck. Um, I think that looks like his most natural um, position and, and his ability just to, to compete in the air and, and throw something different at, at Gorn and Grundy from what they were preparing. So, so often that's the case, not through design. Um, leading into a game, you're not planning without Sean Darcy. But when when the, the circumstance or what if scenario happens, um, it actually challenges the opposition more so because, A, they're not prepared, but then, B, I think the makeup of Gordon Grundy versus uh, Luke Jackson and what he has uh, in his kit bag um, poses a significant threat and it showed through in the second half on Saturday. 
How good is Jai Amis? The kid's 19 years old. He's kicked 19 goals in 10 games this year. He kicked three on the weekend. And just that smart heads-up play in the last quarter where he was running forward with nothing to kick to, ran sideways, held the ball up, did a bit of a give-and-go and get again with um, with uh, James Aish, I think, before sending the ball inside attacking 50. Really smart player, really clinical finisher. I think I don't want to go off too early, Duff, um, but the Dockers fans, I think we should be getting pretty excited about Jai Miss, um, about what he can be you know, a WA product, which which helps um, that you know, he's going to be attached to WA and, and be really keen to, to make Fremantle's home for a long time, 19 years of age. Um, yeah, the goals the weeks prior that he's kicked, I think, have shown that he has a level of, of calmness and, and capacity to, to get the job done um, in big big moments. But like the MCG against Melbourne, um, he is now... And yeah, spearheading that forward line at a young age. Um, so since Pavlich, I don't think there's been uh, a huge amount of excitement around what the key forward stocks look like. Um, you know, there's been some warriors and some 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 guys in there that have that have showed glimpses, lob and, and tabs and whatnot. But um, yeah, there's going to be some teething issues with Jeremy, so we can't expect that every week from him. But uh, he, he kicks it and uses it like a midfielder or like an outside mid, like a, like a really good wingman is expected to. So, um, no, nah, get excited, Dockers fans. I think he's he's going to be, um, yeah, one to, to 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 keep the Dockers relevant and, and competitive for a long time. Mick, I said at the top of the show, and I, I had to say this because I've been um, – a bit of a sort of like a, a fence hitter on this guy. I wondered whether he's inside their best 22 or 23 or not. But I reckon Bailey Banfield's got to a point now where he is now in their best team. And uh, yeah, last, yeah. Sorry, Duff. Yeah, in the last two weeks, it's been oh, I've been exactly the same. But I don't think you're alone. Um, I reckon even last year, I might have said I might have, or I actually probably did. I was, I was a bit like if Bailey Banfield's in in the best 22, then it's. It's a side that, um, you know, it might be a final side and, and might be, uh, you know, win, win a good good chunk of games. But but what, uh, you know, other players have to be pushing players like Bailey Banfield out to for the Dockers to go to the next level. Um, which again, in hindsight, is a beautiful thing. We see now what what he what he provides. He provides role. Um, you look back to the Dockers side, you know, a decade ago that that went to the top four. Um, on multiple occasions, the, the role players and the really trusted teammates were the players like Matt DeBoer, Tendai Mazungu, um, yeah, Lee Spur, guys with, with great character, great leadership quality. And, um, I don't know Bailey Banfield, but I've done a few things with him on radio and, and whatnot. You just hear how emotionally intelligent he is, how connected to the club he is, how humble and empathetic he is. Um, and I've seen some passages of plays over the last couple of weeks where he's, you know, he's team first. All he wants to do is make his teammates better, and he stood up in a big moment late in that game to, to put the icing on the cake. Um, yeah, so I think, again, in terms of fans, uh, they love players that, that are absolutely connected to the club and, and are team first. I think that's exactly what Bailey Banfield is. Have Melbourne been worked out a bit, Mick, do you reckon? The, if you can get the ball offline stop May and, and Lever from dominating you and intercepting you down that end, that it takes a bit of sting out of them and takes away one of their major weapons? Yeah, I think so. I think, well, the Dockers, it was 
12 months ago the day, pretty much, or 12 months ago, when the Dockers gave the little template about how to expose or, or, or take away some of the strengths of the Demons, and they, it does seem, you know, the, the, the beauty of the Demons and what's made them so good for a period is clubs start to work out, yes, but they, they just implement what they do at a higher level um, and, and you know, consistently back in their style, which... They've done well for a while. Um, the Dockers have now got them a couple of times um, in that matter and, and the ability to take away major strengths. I reckon around the ball, you know, Clayton Oliver being out is just super important to what they do. Um, you know, clearly Lockie Hunter goes out with suspension on the weekend and, and they lose a bit of that outside organisation. So personnel makes up a lot of... Um, you know, a lot of good teams. Well, all good teams have good players. And Oliver out of that side just really gave an opportunity. Like Caleb Salong's game um, was was very special. Um, you know, we speak about Jai Miss and what he's what he's he's doing. Um, and, you know, the best is Pavlich and, and going to take over that mantle. We'll, we'll pin that on him now. You know, Sarong, um has, I feel, kind of jumped to the top of the queue of you know, what that midfield looks like for Fremantle last year with Brayshaw. Things are wrong, um, you know, and and Brayshaw hasn't kind of gone backwards at all. But Brayshaw, uh, Sarong's become um, just an absolute warrior on the inside. He's clean, he's composed, and, and he's finding front half possessions and impacting scoreboard as well. So um, Melbourne, yep, avoid those bigs and, and take away their intercepts, move the ball off the line. Which, which the Dockers, to their credit, their ball movement um, was was critiqued pretty strongly at the start of the year. They they haven't kind of shied away from um, or, or drastically changed their, their style. Um, they've backed their own style in and, and they're just executing it with um, with better efficiency. You're a big-bodied mid. I reckon you'd be liking the work of young Matt Johnson who came back into the team after suspension. Seems to know how much time and space he's got even when you don't think he's got time and space. Yeah, there's, there's a, he looks like... Um, well, what he'll look like in two years, I think, will be unrecognisable from what we see now. He, he's he's got a bit of size on him, as you say, big body mid, but he, he still looks like um, uh, you know a little bit of an under eighteen product, doesn't he? Like the, the the weight room is starting to to take effect from what he's walked into the, the club like. But you know, after kind of a two to four year walk in the AFL program and eating how he should be and, and lifting the weights that he should be, he's going to be um, you know even even more physically prominent inside mid, um, of which, you know, Fifey isn't the Fife of old and they're trying to look at different ways to play him. Um, so, yeah, there needs to be that bigger body to, bigger body to support. So Long and, and Brayshaw and, and O'Meara, who, who are the smaller uh, variety of inside mid. Um, so it does seem, you know, Matt Johnson's kind of jumped ahead of Will Brody in that, in, in that space and probably just off the back of that last point. From you, that's just that ability to to use the ball um, just at a little bit higher level um, when in time and space, yes, but also kind of in the shoebox. Did you see much of the West Coast game? And if you did, did you take any positives out for them? Certainly the effort was better, but it's still, at the end of the day, a 50-point loss. Yeah, I saw, saw bits and pieces. Um, I, thought, I thought some individuals kind of stood up at, at a higher level. I don't think we were going much deeper or much further back than than seven days earlier or a week earlier from their performance in Tasmania. Um, 
So anything was going to be an improvement on what they produced uh, in Tassie. Um, you know, I thought Jaden Hunt played quite well. He's probably been one that has has come in to the club and probably hasn't been able to to elevate his game um, under the face of adversity. So he, I thought he was he was somewhat um, of a positive. Liam Duggan, I think, had a really good year, a prominent year. He was kind of up and about and, and providing um, a good amount of leadership and, and found 35 possessions. Elliot Yo getting getting out and playing again can be considered. Um, a positive for the Eagles, but yeah, as you say, fifty-point loss. I think Essendon a, a pretty sound side. It was all done, um, you know. In reality, the game was um, the game was kind of done pretty early still. So the inability of, of the Eagles to kind of stay in games um, is probably a worry. Um, you know, they they give up some early ones and and. Yeah, playing from behind the whole game, so it doesn't. Yeah, and oppositions can just control the game from there, and they can go away late. The bombers to to win pretty comfortably. Um, an improved performance, yes, but yeah, I think we've we've discussed at length what the issues are there, and it's it's probably six months away from getting some real answers when when the cup comes and and when the draft um, is on and one. If you were there, Mick. And there's the mid-season draft coming up, and we know it's a shallow pool, and we know it's a second-chance draft, in some cases a third-chance draft. Yeah. I, I think they'll take Marich with pick one, the the Gippsland power boy. But um, would yeah. you would you take more picks if if for no other reason just to get some durability and some um, and some young fit bodies into the into the club? Oh, I would. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm not probably this isn't my strong suit. I said this last week about. What uh, what what the the landscape of it is in terms of finance and um, what resource they need to use, but I think your last point is is one that's well made. Um, the, the the waffle I think again went down quite significantly yesterday. That that'll improve just with getting some players back in the next whatever it looks like, kind of two to four to six weeks. Um, but if you can get you know, a mature raised player in there that. Um, I might well should be able to kind of come if, if they if they pick it right. I don't you know, coaching the VFL as players, you know, within my own team and, and within the competition. That um, if they're not in the best twelve to fourteen at the moment, at the West Coast Eagles, um, then yeah, it's it's well, it's, it's clear to me that they would be. Um, so they can help help straight away. Um, give these guys an opportunity. They come in hungry, and yeah, they just improve improve what the what the program looks like immediately. And these guys so often, you know, and I've lived it, they're 22 to 25 year old. They know they've only got this one chance. They're not, they can't, you can't muck around. So they're in, you'll get the best version of them. Um, and and you, you might not, I'd be pretty confident you do get a play that's going to be there for some time. Mick, thanks so much for joining us on the show today, mate. Thanks for getting the splinters out of your bum and uh, having a firm opinion on the Dockers. Well done on the win over the Casey Demons on the weekend, and we look forward to talking to you again on the show in the near future. Good on you, Duff. Yeah, the Dockers are back, and I think it's um, it's looking looking pretty good. They'll rest up well for the bye, and then we reload again um, to see how the back half looks. All right, fingers crossed that you are right. What do you think? You can share your thoughts with us on the temper at Bedshed text line. That is 0487 736 736. Or you can give us a call on the open line. That is 13 12 55. We'll take a break and be back with more after the break.